Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for the leaders in Christ Church. This is Andrew Cook. It's great to be together once again. In the Christian Basic series, The Second Coming of Christ. We come to our third look at the Bible's teaching about the return of the Lord Jesus in our Christian Basic series. We've already seen that it's an event clearly taught in the Bible, and also that its timing is known only to God. And so, here on Serving Today, we're going to look at the Bible's description of what will take place when the Lord Jesus returns. There will be a resurrection of the good and the bad. In other words, the graves will be open and people will rise with resurrection bodies, both the good and the bad. Speaking of believers only, Paul describes it like this in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-17, which Derek's going to read to us. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who have fallen asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. See there, the dead in Christ will rise first. And all of us have this great hope of always being with the Lord. If we're Christians now, the Lord is with us. If he comes before we die, we shall rise to be with him, raptured in the sky and changed into what Christ is in his resurrection body. Or if we die before he comes, we shall rise from our graves to be with Christ and like Christ. It's a day but to look forward to, isn't it, John? It is indeed, Derek. A lovely day when all sorrow and sickness will be gone. But as I said, the Bible is more extensive than in its teaching than that. It says all will rise. And we're going to read Jesus' words now from John five twenty-eight and 29, which Derek will read to us. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. You see, everybody is going to rise from the dead, and there's going to be a judgment. Doing good will rise to live. Those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. And so that brings us on to the concept of the final judgment. Now judgment means separation, discrimination between two groups. At the second coming, it will be awesomely obvious which group you belong to. Now let's turn to Matthew 25 and verses 31 to 46. If you have a Bible, turn to it, because I'm going to read it and comment on it as I go along. The Lord Jesus returns in glory. It's obvious. Look what he says at the beginning in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, 
he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory, and all nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. You see there, all nations, everybody is going to be gathered before the judge. It's obvious he's come back. His glory is obvious. Christians and non-Christians will all be together, raised before Christ on this day. Then will come the great separation, the great judgment. He likens it as a shepherd separating sheep from goats. Who are the sheep? Let's look at that first of all. They're on his right hand. And in verse 34 it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Notice the grace of God here. They're blessed. They have been given an inheritance. As Paul says in Ephesians 1, they were chosen in Christ before the creation of the world. But let's now ask this. How had these people lived once they had been saved by the grace of God, once they had been blessed by the Lord? Well, they had lived like this in verse 35. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. They had been seen to care for the Lord, but they couldn't understand how. How had he been sick? How had he been in prison? How had they cared for him? Verse 37, Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothes you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. You see, Christians are part of Christ's body. So in helping our fellow Christians, these people had been helping Christ. Now that's a great incentive for Christians to live lives where they love their fellow Christians and are active in self-giving service. John, you said there were two groups. You've seen the one on the Lord's right hand. What about those on his left? Yes, Jesus turns sadly to those on his left, the one he describes as goats. And in verse 41, he says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. How awesome this is, mm. to be separated from the Lord Jesus and cast into the torments of hell. He then gives this reason. They had never helped any of their fellow Christians. For he says in verse 42, For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. People who perhaps thought they were Christians, going to church every Sunday, but they never cared for those in need, never did anything. They were too busy with themselves and their families and their own religion. They couldn't understand, because if they'd seen the Lord, they'd certainly have helped him. In verse 44, 
They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? And Jesus says in verse 45, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. You see, neglect of Christians was neglect of the Lord Jesus. It showed you you didn't care. You didn't have true faith. And the consequences then for these two groups, what were they? Verse 46, then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. One group endures forever in hell. Those who did not do what the Lord commanded. One group goes to eternal life, the ones who showed they were saved by what they did. Listener, which group do you belong to? Now is the time to turn to Christ. Now is the time to serve him. Last time we saw that both Jesus and Paul had much to teach us about the Lord's return. We've seen today that Jesus spoke clearly about the final judgment. So we asked John what Paul had to say. Paul writes to Christians in 2 Corinthians 5.10 We will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, already described in Matthew 25. Derek's going to read for us 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due to him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Another reference is in that highly symbolic book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. After the passage speaking of a millennium, which I take to be symbolic of a long time, it says in Revelation twenty eleven to 15 that all are judged, and that if your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, as evidenced by deeds, hell is awaiting such people. Be sure it's not true of you. Derek's going to read to us now from Revelation 20, 11 to 15. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he'd done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. It's a very solemn passage this, isn't it? It is indeed. We've looked at 2 Corinthians 5, Revelation 20, and now it's 2 Peter 3, 10-13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise... We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Peter is there writing to Christians, and in view of the second coming, he is urging them to live holy lives, godly lives, as they look forward to the day and speed its coming. 
the day of the new heaven and the new earth. And so we shouldn't be speculating about the coming of the Lord Jesus, but should be concerned to be holy. And you remember what holiness is. We obey God's word, and that means caring for one another, living pure lives. So are you a Christian? Are you in Christ? Are you living as God wants you to do? Are you living looking forward to the day when Christ will come again? Be sure you are. What we've learnt from the Bible's teaching about the Lord's return is very searching and challenges us to ensure we're prepared for whenever that day comes. It's also a very reassuring fact for those who are Christian believers. Indeed, it's a day to look forward to for all kinds of reasons. We'll be reunited again with those who have believed in Jesus but have already died, which is a great comfort. Then we ourselves will be changed on that day. But best of all, we will see our Saviour face to face. We'll see the Lord Jesus Christ in all his glory and majesty and we'll praise and adore him and live with him forever. It really is a day to look forward to for all who trust in Jesus. Well, there we must leave it for now here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May the hope of our Lord's return encourage us as we serve him. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can now send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five. Three, four. Until next time, goodbye.